Welcome back to another episode of Become a Calm Mama. I am Darlene and I'm your host. And today I want to talk about perfectionism. I know I talked about it on the podcast before, but this came up recently on a coaching call with one of my clients and she was, you know, feeling really heavy about what, what her child was going through and you know, kind of down about it. And she said, well, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? What did I do wrong in the past? Why is this happening? And I said to her, listen, perfectionism doesn't prevent pain. And in that moment, both of us were like, huh, (laughs) whoa. It was like this big aha moment because We do have this belief that if we do everything right as a parent, and when I say everything right, I'm talking about when they're little, like getting that nap schedule down, feeding them correctly, having really good routines, picking the right school environment, getting them in the right after school activities, making sure they're in a good friend group, having the right parenting style, you know, getting your partner on board, we feel this pressure this, uh, that we should have all of this figured out and we should do it all correctly and like that, that A, that there is a right way and that we should do it the right way. But the thing that I find fascinating about this is that it's actually our thought is that if we do everything right, quote unquote right, then our children will not experience pain or discomfort. And then when they are experiencing pain or discomfort, we then look at ourselves and blame ourselves and think we must be doing something wrong because our child is experiencing a problem. Now, there's a few reasons why this um, this philosophy is broken, why it doesn't work. And one, and then I'm going to talk about, is that Even if you do do everything right as a parent, literally like there's no such thing, but I'm just saying maybe you're like, I don't know, fucking unicorn and you've got it all together and you, you know, have your snacks all set up every day and like you're, you know, super mom and you get your kids on time to everything and they, I don't know, even if you do all the things, that does not mean your child is not going to experience pain. Because that's just not true that your kid is a human being and they're going to experience all of the emotions of being human. They're going to have high highs. They're going to have lows. They're going to have conflicts. They're going to have failures. They're going to have mistakes. And those aren't a reflection of whether you're doing it right. They're going to happen no matter what. And that is just a truth that You cannot prevent discomfort and pain from your child. The second thing is that you shouldn't want to. Honestly, the idea that you want to have like idyllic perfection, you know, skipping through childhood with butterflies and rainbows, um, you know, trailing behind your child, it doesn't serve them. Protecting them from pain and hardship 
does not actually teach them how to go through pain and hardship. That it is through the process of experience discomfort that we learn how to deal with discomfort. And when you have a connected relationship with your child, which is the purpose of you know my work with parents is to become your child's emotional coach, is that you actually are drawn closer when they go through hard things. And so it's a benefit to, to your relationship and to your child. Now, I am not saying to go out and like create pain for your kids on purpose. You don't need to do that because life is pain, highness. Like that's from Princess Bride. It's just true. Like it's a, that line is like, life is pain, highness. And anybody who tells you differently is just trying to sell you something. And it's true. Like there's just a lot of hardship. And the hardship is not a problem, nor is it a reflection on you or your parenting. Now, you don't come from this philosophy in a vacuum, right? We have a society that believes that we should be like, it's all on parents, right? That, that we've all bought into this idea that if a kid is struggling, it must be the parent's fault. And when your kid is struggling and something's going on, especially in adolescence, but even when they're little, like if they're hitting and they're five and they're still hitting little kids or they're not potty trained or, you know, they're really picky eaters or something like that, it is like everyone looks like, well, what's wrong with the parents? And I think you do that to yourself, that you also are like, what's wrong with me? I must be doing something wrong. Now, there's best practices in parenting. There's ways to, you know, parent your kids that will result in better emotional health, right? And that's what I teach in my courses and, you know, in my programs. But the purpose and I hope I never give you this impression that I'm promising a pain-free life. No, I'm helping you understand how to deal with that pain, how to almost use it in a way that, that makes things healthy for your family. Like, like you, you know, using the like lemons into lemonade kind of thing. Because again, like you cannot prevent shitty circumstances from happening. And that's just how it is. Now, let me think about like what I mean by shitty circumstances that you can't prevent. Like, for example, you can't prevent an accident. That's like the nature of an accident is it's like not preventable, right? It happens. You, you might work really hard to prevent a divorce, but you might come to a point in your relationship with your partner where you're not wanting to be married with them anymore. And that's fine. And that's going to create pain for your kids. And that's okay. You might have to move for work or you might decide that where you live doesn't work for you anymore. You might have to pull your kids mid-year. That's okay. It's not, it doesn't mean that they're going to like not be upset about it. But their upset is not actually a problem. It's temporary. And it's an opportunity for you to learn and grow together. There might be changes in their friend group. You can't control other people's friends. I mean, other people's kids and their, how they relate to your child. You can't even control your child's personality. The way they show up in the world, you just have very little power over that. 
And your brain, if you're telling yourself that you can micromanage and social engineer and hyper control the environment in order to prevent discomfort and pain, you're setting yourself up for a lot of, of guilt. Honestly, that's why that's a lot of times where the guilt happens because when the bad thing happens and our child feels bad, if we've convinced ourselves that it's our job to make sure our children don't experience hardship or pain, then when they experience it, we're going to feel guilty, right? That's when mom guilt comes in. It's like, oh, I should have been there. I should have done this. I should have, what's, what am I doing wrong? I must not be doing it right. Uh, you know, and that panic sets in and then you don't actually show up for your kids in the way that you want to. It's just not true that if your child is struggling that you haven't done something right. Now, what happens is if you're thinking that you should be preventing pain, then when, when, it, when pain happens, you're going to put more pressure on yourself, right? You're going to say like, oh, I need to work harder. I need to be better. I need to like not take care of myself. I need to be more present with my kids and Yes, prob- maybe, maybe you do need to like be more present with the kids, get off your phone and, you know, pay attention. Like, sure. But even if you were always p- paying attention to them and like eyes on the ball, you, your kid may still get hit by the ball. <laughs> and that pressure, it can be suffocating and we can be very brutal on ourselves as women and as moms. And when you're berating yourself, even just a little bit, it actually doesn't help your kids. Because when you are making the thing that's going on in their life that is hard for them, when you're making it about you and how you need to like do better, you're actually not paying attention to your child. You're stuck in how their thing impacts you and your identity as a mom more than how the hard thing is impacting your kid. And so then you're not really showing up for your child and supporting them in the hard thing because you're in your own head. Now, I don't want, if you're doing this and you're like, you know, beating yourself up and you're, you know, like looking at your parenting and your child's behavior and you're wondering like, what did I do wrong? And, you know, how can I fix it? And, and all of that, like what I hope you take away from this episode is that you might not have done anything wrong. (laughs) Like, honestly, it could just be circumstantial. And this is just what your child's journey is going to be like. And hopefully you feel a little bit more free to be in the present moment and not be in the past looking back at what you didn't do or be in the future about like all the things you're going to start doing. I want you to be able to back off a little bit on yourself and maybe let go of some of that social engineering, micromanaging, hyper planning and bulldozing that smooth path for your kids because that's exhausting and it leads to burnout and you're trying to prevent something that you can't prevent anymore anyway. So it's, it's like you can't prevent pain, nor should you want to. So hard things are going to happen with your kids 
And no matter what you do or don't do as a parent, the the difficulties are inevitable because that's what it's like to be a human. And that we don't want to deprive our children of the experience of hard things. So hopefully you are able to just listen to this episode and just think like, where am I trying to control a lot? Where in my life am I micromanaging or social engineering? Now, what is social engineering? It's where you spend a lot of time figuring out how to get your kids in certain play groups or friend groups and how to get them away from who you think are like, quote unquote, bad kids. Especially I see this in elementary school a lot um, and, and middle school. And it's, it's not like, oh, you know, well, I kind of think like let your children find their friends and like let them figure out who they like to play with and who makes them giggle and who makes them laugh. And then get curious if the kids are getting in trouble together. Um, and you're, if your child is attracted to that kind of friend, that might be something you want to get curious about and connect with them on and find out why they find it interesting to play that way. You know, whether it's being mean or, you know, playing aggressively or, um, you know, whatever kind of shenanigans that kids come up with. Instead of being afraid of their behavior and making it mean a lot about you doing something wrong or about your kid's future, like, uh uh-oh, if they keep this up, they're not going to have a lot of good friends. Um, And we show up and we start to like, you know, talk crap about some kids and gossip and isolate and don't invite that mom or don't invite that kid to the party. That's social engineering. You don't have to invite everybody. I just want you to be on to yourself and get curious about why you are you know, making the choices that you're making as a parent. Like, why are you, you know, so concerned about what your child eats? Or why are you so concerned about who they play with? Why are you so concerned about whatever it is that's on your mind? And wondering, like, am I trying to prevent some sort of pain? Now, the answer is probably yes. Because as a parent, of course, you want to, you know, protect your child and, you know, ensure that they're okay, which is not a problem. I don't want you to stop doing that, but I want you to realize that even if you do it all and it is all like perfect, your child may still experience pain and it doesn't mean that you've done something wrong or bad. And if you find yourself in a lot of anxiety about your child and their well-being and what's going on and, you know, where they're at, you might be actually uncomfortable with their discomfort. You may be finding it hard to watch your child struggle, to watch your child suffer, to watch your child, you know, be hurt. And of course you do, you're a parent. But I want you to know that If you're finding it hard to, you know, let them cry or let them be sad or let them experience 
some sort of hardship, like not make the team because they didn't practice or not make the team even if they did practice, you know, not be invited to the party or whatever kind of experience. If you find yourself sort of blaming all the other parents or, you know, telling your child, well, it's because you're not a very nice kid or, you know, getting on your own case about it. Like, oh, it's because I didn't really, I didn't invite that one kid to the party and whatever's happening. Like when you are going back in your own mind and um, excusing or blaming or, you know, feeling bad, that is indicative that you are not comfortable with your child's just letting them have that bad, painful experience. I call this being a compassionate witness instead of trying to be the solver of all the emotional problems and trying to prevent all the emotional problems, instead being honest that they're, they happen and being okay with them happening, you know, when your child is in emotional pain or discomfort and then helping them through it. That's what our role is. It's not to bulldoze and make sure everything is just fine and perfect. We can do good things for our children and take care of them the best we can. And when bad things do happen, when hard things happen, when pain comes up, you don't have to make it mean anything about you and your parenting. Instead, make it more about what your child is going through. Actually paying attention and narrating. Yeah, it is hard when you don't get a good grade after you've studied, or it is painful when your friends choose to do something, you know, on the playground without you. It is hard to, you know, uh, want to have a snack and not be able to have the snack that you want. Yes, of course. So we can validate their pain and their emotion. And most of the time that is enough to validate it. And then you can just kind of say, well, what do you want to do with this pain? Do you want to go for a walk? Do you want to play? Do you want to draw a picture? Do you want to, you know, do you want to scream in this pillow? Do you want to jump in, jump up and down and get all of our, you know, our big feelings out of our body? You can give them some strategies of how to cope with that emotion. And that comes from being calm about their negative emotion, being okay. That's why I I say be comfortable with your children's discomfort because when we are comfortable with it and we can look at it like it's temporary, which it is, emotions are temporary, hard things are temporary, that, that they pass. And so when we're a little more Uh, less involved, like emotionally less involved, we still have compassion. We can still narrate what's happening for them and name it, but we're not making it about us. That's really what it, what it means to be, you know, a compassionate or, um, you know, practicing connection with our kids. And if we are doing things in order to prevent that pain, and then when that pain comes up, it makes us feel uncomfortable. We're missing the opportunity to use our children's 
pain, emotional pain, discomfort, frustration, sadness, hurt, whatever it is, we're missing the opportunity to coach them through it, to give them tools to manage those feelings. Those feelings are going to come no matter what, because that's what it means to be a human being. That's just what we do. <laughs> we have feelings. And so if you are looking at their, your child's feelings and their pain and you're making it about you and what you have or haven't done, you're going to be focused more on yourself and not on your kid. So that's why I wanted to share this episode with you and really help you kind of the takeaways are being able to understand that it is actually not your responsibility to prevent discomfort or hardship or pain. When it's like, it's just not your job. That's just not, it's not in the description of being a parent. It's your responsibility is to help your children when they are experiencing discomfort. It's not to prevent it. So it's not your responsibility to prevent pain. It's not possible to prevent pain. And you don't want to prevent pain because pain is the teacher. And it also is the thing that grows you both closer together. Yeah? Okay. So I want, I, want to, I want you to think about all the things that I've shared and I would love to, if you want to like, you know, if you got this in an email, you can reply to the email, your thoughts about this. Maybe you disagree. Uh, you can tag me in Instagram or, you know, find, DM me, message me. And because um, I'm curious what your thoughts are about this. And then the other thing I wanted to make sure you know that this is, being comfortable with our children's discomfort is what I call calm. And it's also learning to be comfortable with our children's behavior and not make it, not let it activate us and all of that, right? That's what calm is all about. And then connect in my program is about helping our children navigate emotional discomfort and emotional pain. And I teach you the tools that you become their coach so that they can go through their big feeling cycles and come out on the other side with more awareness and more skills and um, able to self-regulate. So that's the crux of what I teach in the Raise Emotionally Healthy Kids class. The next class, the next session of that is a three-month course that I teach live and you know, in a small group setting. The next course of that starts March 15th. We're meeting Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific. Um, so 11, 12, 1, 2, 2 p.m. Eastern. And I'll be walking you through all the tools in calm and like how to calm yourself, how to regulate your own emotions, and then giving you the tools to become your kid's emotional coach, how to help them move through their big feeling cycles. We, you get the Calm Kid Toolkit which is like a real, a, um, a very comprehensive set of tools that you can teach your kids to how to manage their feelings. And, but they're super fun and easy. And then how to set limits and, and how to ha- follow through on consequences without using pain or punishment. So that's the crux of the class. And it's, like I said, it's over 12 weeks. It's $999. There is a payment plan. 
And the cool thing is that you start with that three months with me and then you're mentored by me for the entire nine months afterwards. So you're with me for an entire year. So you learn all the material and then you have a nine additional months to practice and get coached by me, come and ask questions in, Q- in the Q&As and things like that in the Calm Mama Club. So it's kind of a two for one. You get the course, which is taught live by me, and you get an additional nine months of support. So it's a full year program. And so for $999, you get coached for a year by me, which is really great. So um, I can't, you know, we're, we're finishing up the first group right now, or we're halfway through right now. And they're just, I mean, the, the lessons and stuff that they're learning are so great. And they're, their kids are calmer and they're calmer and there's less yelling and uh, there's a lot more peace and they have all these strategies and their kids are learning about their feelings and talking about their feelings. It's really cool. So I invite you to join um, that. You can find out more about it and get on the wait list. The doors open for that class, I think March 3rd. Um, So that's when you can sign up. And it's first come, first serve. I'm only taking 10. And that starts... So you have to get on the wait list. Wait list gets, you know, first access and you can get on the wait list at calmamacoaching.com and then you'll see the Healthy Kids course and you can click on that and join the wait list. So for this week, I want you to be really noticing if when your children are in pain, okay, when it happens, when they feel uncomfortable, when they're going through a hard moment, I want you to notice what you are thinking and feeling about it. And just notice if you are thinking, what did I do wrong here? Where did I go wrong here? If you're in that headspace, or if you're thinking, how can I fix this? How can I make sure this never happens again? I want you to realize that you're probably buying into some of these um, thought errors that it's your job to prevent pain and that if pain happens, you've done something wrong. Just notice, just pay attention to how you feel and how you think when this type of, um, when your children experience emotional pain because it's inevitable. (laughs) All right. I hope you have a really great week and I will talk to you next week.